0: Is coming and the men of all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. Thirty nine and single, handsome, someone help me out. He could be bald and bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball. From gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm cast. Welcome to the two week wait. It was a Wednesday night, and I sat down to write. (laughs) That rhymes. (laughs) So as I was saying, it was a Wednesday night, and I sat down to write, and I wrote this. It's Wednesday. It was. It was Wednesday. I wrote, it's Wednesday, 12 days past ovulation. If I'm not pregnant, I'll get my period on Friday. I never thought the two-week wait would get the best of me. You know, I keep pretty busy. I know the stats, so I'm prepared for whatever's in store for me. Before I started trying, I thought, yeah, it would be awesome if this first round takes, but I won't count on it. I'll be totally chill if I get my period. But alas, ever since I put that damn semen in me, I can't stop thinking about that beautiful little life that might be forming in my womb. I've been acutely aware of every little feeling in my body. Like two or three days past ovulation, I had an ocular migraine. That's when your vision becomes pixelated and it's super freaky. Well, I've had them before, maybe four or five times, but it's always been when I'm stressed and sleep deprived. Since ovulation, I've been none of those things. All I've been is elated at the prospect of finally carrying the child I've always wanted to carry. So, I wondered if this particular ocular migraine was a sign of early pregnancy. Well, out of the dozen single-mother-by-choice trying to conceive Facebook groups I'm now a member of, only one of them said ocular migraines might be a sign of pregnancy. Good enough for me! If that wasn't a sign, then all these other things must be. I mean, diarrhea? Of course that's a sign. Milky discharge? For sure. Three magical priestesses of the goddess knocking on my door? Hell yeah! And everyone was showering me with love and good vibes wherever I went. With every passing day, I allowed myself to want this baby more and more. But now I'm in week two and I don't feel pregnant. My boobs aren't sore and my nipples aren't large. I'm not nauseous. I don't feel nothing. In fact, I feel healthier than I have in eight months. And I am. I'm on a ton of vitamins. I don't drink alcohol. I drink very little caffeine. I'm eating great, sleeping as much as possible. My back doesn't hurt so much this week. I'm not on crutches. I'm not exhausted or having headaches from Lexapro. I'm not buzzing from panic. I feel energetic, but I don't feel pregnant. And now I'm just worried. Now that I've let myself want to be pregnant, I'm scared to take a pregnancy test. I'm scared to find out that I'm not pregnant. I'm scared that like everything else in my life that I've always wanted, the more I want this baby, the further away it will go. Okay, okay, I know I'm being dramatic, but that's how I was feeling 12 days after ovulation. I'm sorry. And I know the music's dramatic too, but That's the voice of priestess, Jamie Black. You see, six days after ovulation, something magical happened. Mom. Hiya, what's up? I was just visited by two divine priestesses of the goddess. Really? (laughs) (laughs) What the (laughs) hell? (laughs) <laughs> what does that mean? What does, that mean? What does uh, that mean? I don't know. I don't know what it means. They, they, they're here for some sort of blood ceremony. They're staying in my Airbnb. And... Oh, my God, Molly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my name's Jamie Black. Hi,
0: Jamie Black. Hi.
1: I am Priestess Grail. And priestess Laura Carmody.
0: That's it. Those are such pretty names.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we were leading a red tent priestess activation here in Los Angeles mm-hmm. this past weekend, where we were teaching women about their wombs mm-hmm. and the blood mysteries. You girls can jump in, too. Mm.
1: Essentially, we were teaching through ceremony and experience and transmissions how to host your own sister circles, how each individual woman can step into her own power to encourage other women to do the same and to create safe spaces for all of us to be in our embodied feminine essence.
3: And Jamie actually flew Laura and I in. Laura and I hold uh, the goddess temple of Ashland together. And so we have a lot of experience in leading ceremony and helping other sisters come into their full power and birth their authentic selves as priestesses. And we resonated deeply with each other and wanted to like help Jamie uh, birth this whole experience that she did so phenomenally well.
2: And I needed to bring their magic here.
0: So then, anyway, I opened the door. There you guys were. And I'm like, what are you? I didn't say that.
3: There we stood in our hooded cloaks. (laughs) (laughs) Crescent moons tattooed on our foreheads.
2: Is that that true? (laughs) (laughs) Both of those things are true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was wondering tattoo.
0: I was
3: wondering about your tattoo. Tell mm-hmm. me more about it. It is a yeah. tattoo. It's beautiful. Thank you so <laughs> much. I actually received it on Lago Atitlan in Guatemala during an elder ceremony. I'm actually 53. Mm-hmm. And in Guatemala, when you turn 52, you're considered an elder. And the elders are really respected and honored there, especially the ones who are teachers. Oh. And so I was part of a three-day ceremony. And it was done in an ancient way of stick and poke. Um, and, uh, it was honestly pretty intense and, (laughs) and, and at the same time I, I knew that I was born to have the experience Mm -hmm. and it is part of, you know, I am a full on dedicated priestess of the goddess and Mm -hmm. this is my public marking, you know, like this is like Directly from my heart, from my womb and to reveal to all that come into my presence to have that activation just simply by looking at it.
0: Mm. Wow. Mm. So there you were at my front door with your crescent moon <laughs> on your forehead. My... And hooded clothes.
3: Yeah.
0: No, I said, what are you guys doing here? Hey, yeah, yeah. what's happening? Yeah. And you said you were divine priestesses of the goddess. Mm-hmm. And I go, What? <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then you started to tell me, and then I go, hold on, I have to tell you, I have just inseminated myself, and I'm waiting to find out if I'm pregnant. What do I do? Yeah. And you guys, within minutes, we're, sitting on your, were all sitting on your floor in the Airbnb, and yeah. we're doing a ceremony.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we we pretty cool. Like the work is endless, and it's just it's we take every opportunity to drop whatever the agenda is and just be completely present for the divine feminine. And it was just like, oh my gosh, obviously this is so meant to be. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie. Good job in this place. Good listening.
2: And yeah, yeah. And Jamie, you want to share what we did in the circle? We each dropped into our womb space. And got in contact with that energy there Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: we made contact with the energy that's coming to you with the spirit of the baby that is coming that -hmm. you're calling and we made a clear pathway for that to happen and we invited that spirit to come when they're ready and then you got to share Mm -hmm.
3: yeah uh, one of the questions that I asked you Molly was like well are you talking to the spirit of the baby? Like, what's happening with that?
0: And I said, I want to. I'm kind of trying, but I don't feel like I can. I've always wanted to connect with whatever it is out there. And I don't know how to connect. I'm still there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you were just like, what do I do? How do I do it? Yeah um and yeah and so yeah. when we we're like how do i do it how do i do it and we're like well let's just do it right now let's That's like right. let's let us let's give you an example give you a practice a daily practice mm-hmm. to do right so here i am asking you molly have you done your homework no oh, you- oh. oh. Yes, <laughs> and sort of. yes i have yes <laughs> oh, i have and great. i have not okay okay because
0: you said to wake up in the morning and da-da-da-da-da. Oh. You, you didn't say it like that. Mm.
3: <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. It's just that <laughs> these, <laughs> these
0: women have been doing this for so long and they know how to talk and this is just, I get so self-conscious about the words that I'm using around people that are experts and, and know how to just talk so eloquently and freely um, about the subject matter. And so I just feel self-conscious when I'm trying to talk about those things things like I know I'm saying the wrong words like even when I said women uh you would say woman oh I would love Laura to speak to
3: that Laura would you speak (laughs) to like the what uh, our authenticity and our like the purity of our hearts
1: yeah thank you what is really coming through for me right now is that our wombs hold all of the codes and all of the information that we wish to transmit and share with both ourselves and with the collective, that it's all stored there in these ancient centers of intuition and wisdom just waiting to be unlocked especially when we start to receive the codes of motherhood and there is now a new being that is alchemizing these fluids and these energies within our womb, that all of that is present to be activated when we just trust and allow that wisdom to flow through. Mm -hmm. And it actually sounds different for everyone. So there's no certain thing to say, and we are allowing that wisdom to channel through. It's not actually us or our personalities at all. It is the the ancient, ancient wisdom that is our innate birthright to access. So you're there, sister. You are totally there. Yeah. yeah.
3: You're here. <laughs> you're with
0: us. <laughs> just the way you said that just now is so eloquent and beautiful where did that come from that came from some source divine
1: source goddess mm-hmm. goddess our ancestors who is
0: what is goddess
3: <laughs> <laughs> goddess births what births uh, the goddess births oh she gives life mm-hmm. she destroys and she rebirths she is the essence Of life and death she is the bridge she is everything that you see everywhere anything that you look into the eyes of holds her vibration she is the divine feminine she's the ocean she is the flowers and she is the deep dark dank place that lotuses reach deep into the ground for the like the the most moist dinkiest (laughs) mud to reach their roots into Mm -hmm. and then come to the surface and blossom she's the bridger of all of earth and sky of everything So it's like, what is the goddess? Is she a deity? Is she an icon? Deities and icons, yes, they have so much energy. And they're they're the teachers of uh, Jungian psychology of like our personalities. You know, you can take any god or goddess and find a place in you that it reaches and teaches your personality. But when we go into like the wholeness of the goddess, she is nature. Mm-hmm. She is earth, mm-hmm. air, fire, and water, which is what we're made of.
0: Mm-hmm. In our ceremony, you said at the end, I think you said a uh, thank you to God as well. Mm-hmm. Who, yeah. Who or uh, what is God?
2: <laughs> <laughs> For us,
3: goddess, God and goddess. It's all in one word. It's okay. all inclusive of great. the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Mm-hmm. You know, and for me personally when I like speak to I invoke the power and the presence of the great mother goddess and the great father god. Mm-hmm. We do live in a world, a culture, a an existence that there is an understanding of the divine masculine and the divine feminine mm-hmm. that makes up the whole. So in that wholeness, Mm -hmm. that's where, you know, I speak to it from.
0: Okay. Is this a religion or what is this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is a way of living Mm -hmm. and a fully embodied lifestyle, a way of connecting with our bodies, with the earth, and with everyone that we come into contact with and every action that we take, every thought that we think so it can be a religion, or it can be understood as a spirituality, mm-hmm. but it is also much broader than that. And as priestess, it is the path that we walk in every moment of every day.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. And I see it as the way also of connecting with the feminine energy inside of you. Mm-hmm.
3: A really perfect stew to grow babies in. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: It's just the fact that you guys showed up at my door is just crazy. And you said in that ceremony, which really, it really moved me. You said that my baby brought you guys to me.
2: Well, everything's about intention. Mm -hmm. So you're creating the intention. You're actually creating a place for what it is that you're intending to show up in. So if you're trying to create a baby, Mm -hmm. you're calling in the spirit by creating the intention and saying, this is what it is that I'm creating now there's the space for the spirit to come in so that was the first part Mm -hmm. and if that is something that is also meant to be happening it's already part of your future this is already something that's happening so the energies are already working for this to happen for you so that spirit is also part of the equation already so if you're having this intention to try to get pregnant, that spirit out there knows also and is trying to help with fill up the rest of the situation for you by calling in priestesses that are going to help you do ceremony or help Mm -hmm. you be more intentional to create the space for that child to show up in.
1: I was actually not at this opening ceremony that the three of you held together because my flight was still coming in Mm -hmm. and I came in and Grail woke up and came in to say hello to me and explained to me what happened and I was nowhere near surprised. Yeah. Not <laughs> even not even vaguely. She's just surprised. Like, yeah, of course. You know? <laughs> yeah. This is This is the path that we walk and this is a part of our everyday lives is that we are constantly and consistently magnetized towards people who resonate with these teachings and who will benefit from receiving these teachings into their life. So as much as we were magnetizing you, you were magnetizing us as well. You know, they both go back and forth Mm -hmm. and your consciousness and your intention, your such strong intention around wanting to conceive life it is deeply resonant with the work that we do. And so your vibration and your dreams and your manifestations for this soul that you're calling forth is in perfect alignment to receive all of this.
3: Yeah, well done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> you
3: you called in you. the uh, Avatar team <laughs> I did it I called you guys to
0: me. Yeah, I'm a lucky girl I'm a lucky girl <laughs> well, You asked about what I, it, my homework mm-hmm. So I didn't wake up in the morning and do it I don't remember how I got off that subject How did I it doesn't okay. matter.
3: <laughs> Maybe a baby brain right now. <laughs> I know. I keep saying that.
0: I said that on day one when I put it in. <laughs> Sorry, I've got baby brain. <laughs> <laughs> so it is. <laughs> so it is. Oh, the homework. Okay, so <laughs> day, Yeah, I forgot in the morning. Uh-huh. And then I kept all day long and kept saying, I've got to set aside time to go to do that. I've got to go out into... Na-. You didn't tell me to go into nature, but I've been wanting to go into nature and just sit by myself and mm-hmm. I still haven't done that mm-hmm. um but then I get to the end of the night and I'm like oh I can do that now okay and so I was doing two nights I I did have a really good time I I, I did 20 minutes I never do 20 minutes mm-hmm. I can do 5 10 maybe mm-hmm. max mm-hmm. maybe I always need to meditate at night actually beautiful yeah, because yes, maybe in the morning I'm too
1: tired good. yeah yeah that is a beautiful practice to bring into your pregnancy okay yeah. okay yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I also, you told me that I need to speak out loud. Yeah, and I haven't been. My whole life, I've been thinking all these positive, strong thoughts, but they're also mixed in with all the other crazy thoughts that I have. And you said that vocalizing these thoughts separates them from those other thoughts and, and you know, gets them out into, tell me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it creates a very strong imprint in yeah. the, like, the harmonic environment around you it mm. sends out a clear message to the yoni mm. verse we call it the yoni verse and tell t-
0: you- <laughs> i did i heard that earlier when we were making smoothies yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what's can, can you tell us about the the yoni is oh the yoni the sacred temple the vagina the coochie the coochie
0: <laughs> the <laughs> <Yeah>. flower <laughs> yes i love yoni verse that's yeah. wonderful yeah
3: Everything is birthed from there. Yeah. Okay. So you were. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so So I think like you doing a nighttime practice is phenomenal. And you know what? Babies need to know. Spirits of the babies need to know that there's like, there's space for them to come in. Yeah. You know? and when we're like constantly on the run and constantly going and going and going like where is the space for them when are they going to get a chance to breastfeed mama if she's like always yeah. on the run she's not like taking time and space for self cultivation yeah, for time to me. stop and breathe yeah you know like it's really important when you're breastfeeding that Everything stops. You're not watching a show. You're not talking on the phone. Mm. You're not like thinking about a thousand things that are ahead of you. That actually you're like, wow, my blood is transformed to milk to feed my child. Mm. There is this gorgeous life that has been grown in my body, birthed out of my body is being held in my arms at my breast and my blood transformed to milk is nourishing this sacred life. Mm -hmm. You know, like make some space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You also use the, the, the phrase conscious birthing and conscious parenting conscious conception you
3: know as priestesses we have many people come to us to receive counsel Mm -hmm. and it is frightening Mm -hmm. to hear the stories of how their parents treated them Mm -hmm. it is so incredibly frightening and so one of the things that Laura and I are working on is a program called Midwifing the Veils Mm -hmm. bringing the sacred and educating about childbirth First blood, sex, marriage, parenting, divorce, sovereignty, death, and rebirth. These are the f- nine major thresholds that happen in modern day mm. and, you know, of all of life. And wh- that one in there, parenting in there, is because it is majorly important to teach people how to bring the sacred to parenting. What is it, where is your conscious communication? Like, how do you treat your child as a sacred being?
0: Yeah. Um, I want to talk about first blood. Okay, mm. great. <laughs> that is Laura's specialty. Oh uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they all just looked at Laura, but um, I actually want to talk about mine, and then you can talk about help me with that. I'm assuming that you're talking about your first period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So mine was very very well I thought it was very late and I put so much weight onto it and I didn't I didn't get my first blood till 2 weeks before I turned 16. Mm-hmm. And oh it made me so mad cuz I just I felt ugly. I didn't feel like men could be attracted to me until I was a woman and I was so ashamed of my body and everybody else in my school had their periods and boobs I didn't have any boobs and I think I even saw a doctor a gynecologist before I got my period to find Mm -hmm. out if I had female internal organs like I was really obsessed with it and Mm -hmm. very um I also had two doors in my bedroom and no privacy and four brothers so I never changed my clothes openly I always changed underneath a shirt Wow. Um, yeah. My mom has never seen my boobs.
3: Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. We love boobs. Do you want, mm-hmm. we, like, we could all be topless right now if you want. I mean, that would be, yeah, I think we should do that. <laughs> 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 okay, here we go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're doing
0: this every No pictures. No pictures. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
3: It's what really I empowering. I hope, my, I
0: hope my backyard neighbor doesn't come up. Oh, my God.
1: Pitty,
2: pitty, titty, yep. 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 Holy shit, nice. all, We all have little boobs. We, we have all have little, little
0: boobs. boobs. There's four women with little boobs in here and just, Lance, Lance, my backyard neighbor, better not come up to this. Are you laughing? I'm here yes. with me. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> this is crazy. I- oh, my God. We're. I'm sitting here. Okay. Yes. Gorgeous yes. boobs. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, you guys. Oh, my gosh.
3: <laughs> Those are perfect for breastfeeding. <laughs> oh, my God. They are seriously mm-hmm.
1: really mm-hmm. good boobs for breastfeeding.
2: Oh my god, this is so funny to me. <laughs> oh my god, okay, wow. Okay. This I... is just your initiation because if you're going to be breastfeeding in public, people are going to see And brain. I'm
0: down mm-hmm. with it. I mm-hmm. think I built up such a thing about my boobs that... I just, I have always said well when I'm breastfeeding I can show everybody my boobs and my vagina also you know whatever <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just haven't had a reason to show anybody my boobs since high school when I was changing in the locker room and I couldn't change in the locker room I had to run to the bathroom there anyway. So anyway, I have a lot of stuff built up around my first blood. Mm-hmm. And so I want to know what is what, what that's about. And I can't believe I'm seriously speaking to you right now without my shirt on. <laughs> and yeah. none, of us, none of us were wearing bras. No. Oh.
1: No. 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 Burn those never. a long time you never ago. never wear bras? Never. never. No underwear
0: never. either. Oh. No. You too?
3: Yes, <laughs> never, two? never. Uh, I, I I do have my moon right now, so I do have panties on, but oh, otherwise, no way.
0: I honestly, I'm probably going to cut this part. I wear <laughs> underwear. I change my underwear four times a day because I just don't like the feeling of the, I just feel like it gets sticky or whatever. Wow. Yeah, and if you
2: don't have the underwear on, you don't have the experience. then your clothes get dirty. Mm, not, really. not really. Sacred fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> we do magic with that sacred fluid mm-hmm. we save it we collect it we <laughs> yes. had it on our altar at our yeah. red tent <laughs> weekend yeah. uh-huh. okay 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 yeah, okay so back to first weird. blood okay. <laughs> okay this is insane this is insane
0: <clears throat> oh my god how how much toplessness did you have this weekend not enough not as <laughs> much as <laughs> usual <laughs> not, as not as much weekend. as usual okay but this isn't weird for you guys no. absolutely oh, no, not. no 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 okay. this is very natural right. <laughs>
1: This is more natural than wearing a shirt for us. Wow. Wow. Okay.
0: I'm fine. I'm fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, thank you so much, Molly. Thank you for sharing that experience of your first blood. And thank you for, you know, taking your top off with all of us. This is a really powerful way. It's very brave, it's very courageous. And this is a way that we as women can come together and just be our raw, authentic selves. Our breasts have since the beginning of time been power pieces that we have to share nourishment and love with the world. So both physically through breast milk, of course, and also spiritually, these are our heart centers. This is the extension of our heart and what it is that we have to offer to the world and to the collective. So it's very, very powerful for us to come together and to see each other in this way. In terms of the first menstrual experience, there are many women who share, you know, the shame and the fear and the confusion and the feeling of being so alone that there isn't a proper support unit for them, that there isn't any education, that there isn't any initiation into first blood and as women in our ancestral lineage in our dna and in our memories of both our ancestors and our past lives we remember a time when an initiation into womanhood when we received our first blood was an innate part of our existence as humans it was central Mm -hmm. to our being as women and to being in tribe to being in community to living in these divine human bodies and to live Living on and with the earth so there are many of us that we feel that need for some sort of container to be created for us to mark this sacred rite of passage when we move from maidenhood into our childbearing years and there are many many reasons why this is necessary but in our modern world the education piece of it, having access to an understanding of body literacy and what's actually happening in our physical vessels and in our ever-changing hormonal ebbs and flows so that we can then work with these cycles so we can have fertility awareness, so that we can have awareness of our ovulation and of our menstruation and how these hormonal changes correlate into the way that we show up for ourselves, the way we show up in our relationships for our jobs. And when we have an understanding of this and how our sacred feminine architecture actually works, we work with our hormones and we are able to thrive in our optimum existence as humans and as women instead of becoming burnt out trying to do the same thing and show up in the same way day after day and week after week as women we are cyclical and we require times of rest and we require times of internal and we require times of external and outward expression and this is the information that was passed down in these initiations at first blood rites one other thing I want to know is that there is a wide range of age that is healthy to receive your first moon blood, And, We are in a world that is hugely over-estrogenized, meaning that many, many girls receive their period for their first time at an incredibly young age, and it becomes younger and younger, increasingly so, as our culture becomes more and more over-estrogenized. So not only does that mean hormonal birth control, even if you're not taking hormonal birth control, if you're drinking city water, you are ingesting hormonal birth control. The meats and dairies that we eat are full of estrogen and other artificial hormones. And then we have xenoestrogens that exist in plastics. So all of the things that our food comes packaged in, our Tupperwares, uh, you know, even what we might pour tea or water into to drink out of. And then, of course, we have phytoestrogens in certain foods, which aren't quite as dangerous. But if you add that on top of all of these other forms of estrogens, now we're in this totally estrogen-dominated body and culture That I believe encourages women to receive their puberty much earlier Mm -hmm. and encourages boys to receive it much later. And we see in middle school age that gap becoming larger and larger. That there are girls that are 12 years old that look like they're 30, Mm -hmm. and there are boys that are 12 years old that look like they're six. Mm Yeah. Mm
3: Absolutely. Well said laura yeah (laughs) how
1: about that
3: download (laughs) i've been trying to get rid
0: of all my um plastics for that reason of course i went on to tell them all about my feelings about phthalates and bpas and how much i've talked about it on the podcast but i'm not going to make you sit through that again
3: yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's real it is so real everything that she spoke of is just Yeah. And so many people are still just walking around asleep and shoving in the tampon and not even like considering using organic products.
0: Right, right, right. And even the applicators. I can't believe... it Mm. listeners why do you use plastic fucking applicators
3: (laughs) sorry y'all I get
0: a little heated when it comes to plastic applicators in fact I have avoided talking about it on the podcast because I didn't want all of you to know how judgmental and morally superior I am but I have to tell you I do not fucking understand why anybody uses plastic applicators sure some people have tiny vaginas or dry vaginas and maybe those plastic applicators might be easier for those people but you don't have a tiny dry vagina so why do you use them? You know about cardboard, right? You know it's what everybody used to use. Here's a little tampon history I just read. Playtex introduced the plastic applicator in the mid-70s, but it wasn't until decades later the Procter & Gamble made them popular. They wanted to move away from the tampon my mother uses reputation. It felt its cardboard applicator communicated. Not wanting to be perceived as old-fashioned, other manufacturers quickly followed suit. Gross. Gross, 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 gross 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 completely manufactured need by the advertising industry these days according to kotex sales of cardboard applicator tampons have declined nearly 40 percent since 2013 more than 88 percent of the estimated 1.1 billion dollars worth of tampons sold in 2015 had plastic applicators no it's a tragedy and it's stupid and pointless 20 billion plastic applicators end up in north american landfills every year Not to mention the applicators that end up getting flushed down toilets and out to the ocean and end up in the bellies of the fish that we eat or scattered all over the beach. In fact, plastic applicators are one of the worst forms of ocean waste, but even more than all the waste that it produces is the impact on global warming caused by the processing of the polyethylene used to make tampon applicators, which require high amounts of fossil fuel-generated energy. And what about your health? According to the Tampax website, the tampon braid is made of polypropylene. Polypropylene is a form of plastic. You're literally shoving plastic in your coochies to sit there for eight hours at a time. And there's never been an independent study on whether plastic applicators contain endocrine disruptors like BPA and phthalates. Sorry, I brought them up again. I just don't understand what is wrong with people. Doesn't it feel like we're just intentionally trying to hurt the earth? I seriously don't get it. If I'm wrong, if there's something wrong with my logic here, let me know. Nobody? No one? Okay, so now that we know I'm right, here's what you need to do. You need to stop using plastic applicators. Switch to cardboard. Once you've done that, switch to an eco-friendly brand that uses organic cotton. Once you've done that, try the variety that doesn't use applicators at all. I've got a great applicator. It's called My Finger. And then if you're super cool, like I used to be, use a menstrual cup. Like the Diva Cup, the Luna Cup, Moon Cup. Things don't always need to be disposable. They work, and you don't feel them at all. I'll admit I haven't used a menstrual cup in years, but I'm going to start again. If I'm not pregnant. Which we'll find out soon enough.
2: I'm wearing a Moon Cup. Tell me. Yeah, right so like a Diva Cup? Or is it different? Mm-hmm. I have a Luna Cup. Okay. You can use it instead of tampons. hmm so, if you can't be at home and free bleeding at home and you need to have something in because you're going to go walk around, mm-hmm. um, you can wear a cup. And uh-huh. the cup also serves as a way to collect your blood.
0: Ah, oh, yes. And then what do you drink it?
2: <laughs> you can. Oh my, God, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was kidding. Oh, matter of fact. Yes. Oh my God. You can give it back to the earth. Uh-huh. You can water your plants with it. Ooh. It's full of nutrients. Wow. And yeah. And instead of just flushing it down the toilet. And then I use it on my
3: face.
0: Oh, yeah? <laughs> mm-hmm. I do
3: I I use it for lipstick.
0: Get I, the fuck out I, of my house. <laughs> <laughs> War paint. War
2: paint. <laughs>
3: I do. I rub it on my lips. Uh, any spots that seem or look like wrinkles. Really? Uh, absolutely. You do a beautiful skin. Uh, it's like Mm -hmm. it's so so rich in nutrients wow stem stem cells. cells hey everyone i've been on the go recently phoenix kansas city chicago if you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home you have an airbnb
0: But I just feel like it could happen this month, and I want it to be this month. I know that I've I don't need to rush, but mm-hmm. I just feel I just want it right now. Mm-hmm. So good,
1: yeah, yeah, good.
0: like want it. Yeah. So you need that energy. Is there something we can do to make that happen right now? <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, or has it already happened? It's it's uh. It's the divine surrender, right, and it's the the caring for the child within you. Mm-hmm. you know, we talked a little bit about this that you know your baby is mm. your greatest teacher and is a direct reflection of the inside of you. Mm-hmm. And so as this spirit that has been hanging out around you and creating all this fun and magic for, to be experienced in your body and in your whole life. You know, you just, it's just the relaxing in and trusting. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing you can do.
0: Right. And now I'm just remembering we talked about trust when we were doing that Mm -hmm. ceremony because Mm -hmm. I said, I don't trust the Eoniverse anymore Mm -hmm. because I have wanted so badly to have some things in my life. And I mean, all the, the major sort of stupid landmarks or is that what they're called? you know, Mm -hmm. making a living as an actor has not been, it's been very difficult. And I, I don't, I make a living as an Airbnb host, but like having a successful acting career and having a husband and a large family, these are all things that I always wanted and always, but I just, because I've had a hard time, I just don't have that trust for the universe anymore. So how do I surrender
3: over to that and just say, I know that, I will have that and I don't... We understand. You know, we go through that in the work that we do as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like we do really, really transformative work to assist people in so many powerful ways. And sometimes, you know, like we're having a rough time financially. Right. Right. It kind of comes and goes in waves. Right. But the point is, though, I always return to the gratitude list
0: mm-hmm
3: that we are so beyond privileged like look at who's sitting at this table and what we have simply not I'm not talking anything about material but like just what we have as ourselves who we are as good people yeah. on the planet right and then then we go on top of that like that we have homes to live in and that yeah. we have food in our bellies, that we were able to come and be all together and like have all this beautiful fresh fruit to make smoothies this morning and just to, to be able to be gathered topless and be safe and mm-hmm. and you know like all of this and that that there is so much success in everything that I just named. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then like dropping into that profound gratitude yeah. for the universe for the creator of all that we like even exist. Yeah. You know, and so when you we come more and more back into that gratitude, there's th- for me that any type of anger or resentment just kind of dissipates.
2: That's true. Yeah, that's I true.
0: Totally resonate <clears throat>
2: with everything you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: and I was, I was also thinking that yesterday, I was like having a, I was like driving and crying (laughs) And I was thinking about all these things Lucky for you, or unlucky for you, I decided to record myself while I was driving along feeling sorry for myself So here it is, and like I said earlier, I was pretty happy that first week But this was recorded a day or two into the second week Every time I want something really, really badly, I don't get it That's what I was thinking earlier today. Like a man, like a family, like a career. Feeling really fucking shitty right now. But then I realize I do have some of the things that I really, really want. Like my parents are wonderful and alive and I love them like crazy. And I'm so lucky for the life that I have and everything's great-ish and I have some opportunities and people in my life are fucking cool I just feel like the more I let myself want this baby the less likely it's going to be that I have the baby because of the other big things in my life that I've really wanted that haven't happened but I really want this baby and I want to be able to say that I really want it, I really want it, I really, 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 really want it. And I'm scared that saying that out loud is going to make it not happen. God, it's really, what, the two-week wait is really hard. <laughs> I guess I could go buy a pregnancy test right now, actually. An early pregnancy test and see where I'm at. Oh, I don't want bad news. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: We create from a place of abundance. So like energy mm. attracts like energy. Mm. So if you're coming from a place of frustration, yeah. and anger, and focusing on what you don't have, mm-hmm. you you create what you focus on. Yeah. So then you just create more of that. And if you're able to come from a place of being really, truly grateful for what you do have, even if it's just like a few small things, then you're going to be able to call in more from that place.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we're
3: here to remind you how incredibly amazing and beautiful and strong and brave you are courageous loving supportive whole as you are with baby or without right this has been a journey to meet your place of little Molly right you know Mm mm-hmm yeah 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 it's been a wild ride for you and yeah acceptance yeah you know yeah do you want to talk do about it. the um the daily practice yeah What's some good ideas for yeah because if we have
0: it recorded then i'll remember what it was that yeah. i am supposed to do I will say that, so when I was, I didn't finish, again, mm-hmm. I got distracted talking about the meditation, but I was meditating, and I did some, I said some stuff out loud first, and then I was quiet, but I mean, I was having a great time, and I was like, just, I don't know, I wasn't crying, but tears were just coming down the side of my face. That's crying. <laughs> <laughs> important to cry. I so, love crying. Yeah. But I haven't been doing a lot of crying since... I started taking Lexapro, which I mentioned to you guys when I met you last week. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. You all already know about all that stuff. But I went on to tell them about the Lexapro, about Benny passing away, about all the emotions that I was now feeling because of the podcast, about the panic attacks, and you've heard it all before.
1: And to me, what you just described about, you know, moving from one chapter of your life into the next and all of this emotional upheaval and all of this processing and things coming to the surface – It sounds like you are preparing your vessel for something major, for an initiation. Mm -hmm. Your emotional and spiritual and physical beings are being prepared for a huge gateway that you are about to step through. So whether that is motherhood or giving birth to a new version of yourself, Mm. it is in motion and Mm. it's happening. And it is no mistake that we are here sitting before you and midwifing this initiation that you are walking into. Mm.
0: God, you guys speak well.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, how are they doing? (laughs) (sighs) Well. We have a daily practice.
1: Right. <laughs> right, okay, you were going to tell me what to
3: do. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah. So, I, again, I'll, I, I I'll share with you yeah. um, my version and you guys just jump in. And yeah. But basically, whether we do it in the morning, afternoon, or night, we just we stop. Mm-hmm. We just stop and we sit and inhale long and slow and deep. Mm-hmm and exhale long and slow and complete just stopping right there just like at least 11 breaths mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. really, really helps. Mm-hmm. And then we have altars. We have a space in our homes or in our vehicles or like we just like make ready-made altars anywhere. Like mm. right here on the table, we can create an altar just because we didn't bring any of our like major chalices or mm. incense or whatever, you know, like we can create an altar anywhere. Okay. And with that altar, there's earth, air, Fire and water, representations of earth, air, fire, and water. So, earth, it could be a stone or a fruit. Mm. Fire, it could be a candle or tuning to the sunlight. Mm. Water, a chalice of water or tuning to our saliva in our mouth. Air, inhaling deeply, right? Or a feather, right? So we give acknowledgement to those sacred elements for without which we would not be, Mm -hmm. right? So total acknowledgement of those holy elements. Continuing the long, slow, deep breathing, we begin to maybe have uh, affirmations that we've already written or speak affirmations out loud. Affirmations, words that affirm what we are calling in. I call forth a sacred being into my experience. I call forth a beautiful day ahead of me. I call forth a happy, holy experience in my relationship with my parents. I call forth, you know, these things. I really, really resonate with Kundalini Yoga. Kundalini Yoga is like the yoga for activation, for immune support, for calling these uh life experiences that we really are focused on in through sacred movement breath work and mantra and so i will do chants with that you know like i will dedicate myself to 40 days of doing a specific chant Mm -hmm. and that's like something that like really gets me to do my practice because i have committed to do this chant for 40 days Mm -hmm. that is really real for me
0: you know i i I just feel like such a disconnected dummy. Because <laughs> I did one of those, but I didn't know what I was doing or saying. I was just over and over with like, uh, what are they called? The mala beads. Mala beads. Uh-huh. See, I can't even remember. Okay. Anywho, I'm judging myself. You're yeah. not. I am. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so what were you doing? Do you remember? Om Mahalakshmi So you're calling forth. These are sound vibrations. They It does have a specific definition you know a translation of what those words mean but it's a science mantra actually it's the it's this the sound Mm -hmm. and where your tongue is hitting on the roof of your mouth and activating meridians Mm -hmm. that those sounds are calling forth the energy of prosperity Mm -hmm. and that's all it was you know, like it's, it's, it's not, it's not horrible that you didn't know what it meant it means right. or, you know, like a, it's just, it's, you were creating sounds mm-hmm. to call forth the energy of prosperity.
2: I think this is something for those of us who live in the city, mm-hmm. we get really disconnected from feelings also. Mm-hmm. And so getting on the earth, you know, we don't live that far from Griffith Park. Yeah. You can just go there and sit. I know. I love Griffith. I've been holding moon circles there because women, everybody needs to go outside and sit in the park. Yeah. But when we sit in circle and we sit on the grass and under the trees, we can really connect in with her. Doing a meditation there is really powerful. Yeah. You feel something. Yeah.
0: Well, I do. There is one thing that I always feel and it is the earth. I love the earth and mother nature. I feel so connected in, in nature. Great. Right. And the trees. I love hugging trees, touching trees. I love the weeding and putting my hands in the dirt. I love
2: the earth. But that can be your practice. Okay. It's going outside to the earth.
0: Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so attached to the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so things to say to myself or mm. out to the universe. Mm.
3: <gasps> I think I'm going to go get one of my um, affirmation lists.
1: Great. Yeah. Okay. List. Sorry, I had to put my shirt on, ladies. I know, I got a little chilly.
0: (laughs) I'm surprised I'm not that cold. I'm always cold. Do you
3: guys need anything? I'm
2: great. Thank (laughs) you.
3: (laughs) Are you ready? Yeah. I welcome the goddess to emerge from deep within my core. I honestly explore my inner landscape and celebrate all parts of myself. I rise in love with the magnificent possibilities available within. I trust in the magical and mysterious places inside of me, the sacred places that nurture my soul and make me whole. Past, present, and future align to bring me into the success of every moment. I am an avatar who radiates light and I am magnetic. When I walk into a room, all people feel my presence. I hold power and I hold softness at the same time. I am inspirational and I am encouraging. I am courageous. I am compassionate. I am unique. I flow with life in effortless grace. I heal with my eyes or a gentle touch of my hand. I have potent sexual energy. I have a body that I adore and it shows by the way I comfortably live and move in it. I cherish my body. I am sensual and I am erotic. I engage in sexual union as my way to share with another in touching the divine. I am compassionate and I am wise. I am a seeker of truth and care deeply about honesty. I am a daughter of the goddess. I am whole and I am holy. And so it is. I was going to
0: say and that. So it is. And so it is.
3: So that's what I read every day. Oh, that's good.
0: That's good. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Well, do I, should I, I'll write that down when I listen, I'll transcribe it for my listeners. You could could take a picture of it. Okay. Well that, that won't like fuck it up.
3: (laughs) 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 I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's transform that thought. Mm. When you take a picture of it and you have it for your listeners. Mm Mm-hmm. It will supercharge and activate the world at large Mm. and women will come into the clarity and consciousness of the truth of what I have written and it will bring a healthier, happier, holy place for us all. And so it is. And so it
0: is. So So it it is. is. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. Well, did we do it? I think we did. I think we did it. I
2: think we did it. Thank you for having us. Oh, my gosh. I think my Uber's here. Uh, right.
3: <laughs> my name is Priestess Grail.
0: And where can people find you?
3: You can find me at PriestessGrail.com or goddesstempleashland.com And you spell my name G-R-A-E-L-L, the ancient way of spelling Grail. Wow. Grail, by the way, means Cauldron of Inspiration. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah thank you girl yeah you're (laughs) welcome thank you jamie i am Priestess jamie black you can find me at jamieblack.com and on my podcast called silver lake priestess (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it you can find my music at jamieblackmusic.com absolutely jamie is spelled
1: j-a-i-m-e my name is priestess laura carmody (laughs) And you can find me at priestessingtheparadigmshift.com. Wow. It's the online platform I use for my trainings, and online sister circles, and different retreats as well.
0: You look like you're 18. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to Laura now, everybody. Do, I, do you mind if I ask how old you are?
1: I'm 25. Wow, I turned. You are
0: so young. How I do do turned you know 26 all
1: this? in a month.
0: <laughs> but how do you have such. Ugh, she's
2: channeling she's so smart. it. She's channeling it. She's channeling it. I'm channeling it. It's
1: and not It's not me. Really it's coming through me. And
2: you, past life, like, she's... Yeah. Just, it's part of the work as priestess. You are remembering your past lives, and you remember your teachings and your wisdom from past experiences. So she clearly has been doing this work for yeah. more than one lifetime. I mean,
0: in she's this, a teacher. In this lifetime, when did you start getting interested in this stuff
1: around the age of 19 or 20 mm. I started getting interested in ceremony and mm-hmm. about the age of 22 is when I started majorly getting activated into the blood mysteries and priestess arts. so about four years ago well wow. we love you Molly thank yeah. you love so you. much I'm still topless us. but two of them have <laughs> shirts on. <laughs> I know I know we're getting ready to get picked oh, yeah. up oh my <laughs> god <laughs> they're getting.
3: <laughs> okay okay <laughs> love you
0: goodbye listeners Bye. we love you <laughs> After I turned off the mics, the word witch came up. So I quickly recorded on my phone. What
2: are you? Have to claim a witch. Oh,
0: <laughs> I did not know they were witches. <laughs>
2: <laughs> As we all cackle. Off. <laughs> Priestesses are the original witches.
0: Why? Sure. At no time in that whole hour did anyone say the word witch. I've been very careful about not saying witch, I didn't want to offend you.
2: All priestesses are witches, but not all witches are priestesses. Got you, got you. And we are
3: all based in Earth-based spirituality.
2: And and I work with
3: white magic. Yeah, and and that like harm none. Right. Right, right, right. right. Can you cast spells? We cast spells every time we speak. All of us, that's why it's called spelling. Every (laughs) word you say, you are casting a spell.
2: So it's the same that we were talking about intention earlier. Yeah. It's the same. Praying, meditating, spellcasting. It's all the same thing. Wow. -hmm.
0: Witches. Yes,
2: Witches! I used
0: to love witches. Oh, yeah. Hello. We're in my bathroom, and I'm sitting here trying to debate whether or not to test if I'm pregnant or not, because one, I'm scared of the results, and... Who I'm just scared of their results. <laughs> and I wish I had somebody here with me. And that'd be different, I guess, if I had a dude. Um, and I do have friends, but you know, they're not they're not here right now. I just don't feel like asking anyone to come over. Or calling anybody because I don't know, I I should probably just do it on my own anyway. I'm a little emotional right now because it's Benny's birthday. And I just let myself have a little cry about that. But here's the deal, I wanna test it early because I wanna know if I have the capability of getting pregnant. So even if I just have a chemical pregnancy there, I wanna know if any of it kind of worked. So I might as well test early and it's not even that early anymore. It's just two days before my expected period. Here's the other thing. I had some pink on my toilet paper today. Now, do I have my period two days early or or do I have spotting from implantation? And how early is implantation? Like, I thought implantation was after five days, so why would you see spotting at, you know, 12 days? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to do it. Because I don't have anybody here and that's fine because I'm a big girl and this could be the beginning of a long journey and that's okay. I just, you know, I would really like to be pregnant right now. But according to this test, it looks like it's about 99% accurate. Let's see. Number of days before the expected period. One or two or three days is over 99% accurate. So we're about to find out. Right now is the moment. Okay, got a cup of pee. Uh-huh. Remove the test stick from the pink foil wrapper, done. And take off the overcap, done. You may also collect your urine in a clean dry cup, done. And immerse the entire absorbance tip in the urine for five seconds only. Okay, I'm gonna use this clock here. One, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, one thousand, four, one thousand, five, 1,000. Now, it says, while still holding the stick with the absorbent tip facing downward, replace the overcap and lay the stick on a flat non-absorbent surface with the result window facing up. Okay. Flat, non-absorbent surface, result, window facing up. Ah. Okay, I did it. Okay, now we have three minutes. Should I look at it in the middle? Should I look at it now? Oh, God. Okay. So far, it doesn't look like anything. I'm looking at it. Oh, shit. Hmm damn I don't think there's anything I don't think anything's going to happen. Fuck. Well, okay. So, I'm not looking at it right now, by the way. I mean, I gave it a glance earlier. It didn't look good. Well, let's just give it 3 minutes or just or should I just look at it? I'll look at it. Yeah, I'm not seeing a second line. Second line would mean pregnant. But still we're only a minute in. But still, I would think I would see something by now. It's okay if I'm not pregnant yet. You know, pretty um pretty presumptuous of me to think that I could get pregnant so quickly. <laughs> this is a hard 3 minutes. Is it boring? Let's come up with something interesting to talk about. Well, you know, I have... Oh man. It's still not showing up at all. <sniffs> Fuck. Balls. Okay, we're over a minute and a half in. And there's nothing. No second line. <sighs> Fuck me. <sighs> yeah, I don't think I'm pregnant, you guys. I'm not looking at it now. I'm just... I mean, (laughs) I'm looking back and forth. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I don't think I'm pregnant. Okay, I'm going to look again. Yeah, still not pregnant, guys. Now we're at 2 minutes and 16 seconds. Fuck me. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess now I know and I can... Move forward Plan my next Insemination Fuck me I really thought that like I thought maybe that spotting that I had today Was Was a preg Was like implantation happening But It's probably my period Why is my fucking period two days early Okay It's almost three minutes Okay, that's three minutes. I don't see any pink second line. Oh, bummer. What a bummer. Fuck. Nothing. Okay. Well... I guess I'm gonna have to go get my fertility tested still. Why haven't I done that? I know why, because it's so much money, but fuck. (sighs) Could be a long time, could be a long season. I mean, a month or two more of this, then we're talking IUI or InvoCell. It's gonna be money. It's gonna be a lot of monies. I'll figure it out. Fuck balls. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck. Okay. Alex, hi.
3: Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you?
0: I'm good. What's going on? What's new and exciting? Well, he could be bald and bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball, gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. Big thank you to Priestess Laura Carmody, Priestess Grail, and Priestess Jamie Black. All the music you heard in this episode was Jamie herself. I'll put links to all their witchy information in the show notes, and I'll link to them on Instagram. Big thank you to my sponsors, Mother Nature, the Universe, and the divine spirit of my baby. As well as Ritual Vitamins, who have been providing me with prenatal vitamins for the last few months. And I appreciate that so much. I love these vitamins. No, they're not paying me. I just love these vitamins. And let's give a shout-out to Moonblood. If you're not ready to free bleed, then try a menstrual cup or reusable pads. If you need to use tampons, at least go for a brand that doesn't poison you with plastic. And if your tampons must have applicators, then for the love of goddess, please, oh please, just look for the cardboard option. Unless, again, you have that tiny pee-pee hole. If you're dying to catch up to my journey, go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast and you'll learn everything. It's completely up to date. You just have to subscribe for a dollar or two a month. Thank you so much to my newest Patreon subscribers. Mandy Weininger, Ariel, Carolyn Molina, Marley, Alyssa Degner, Amy Phillips, and Robin Buck. My ladies. We're now up to 108 patrons for a total of $339 a month, and oh my goodness, just thank you guys so much. It really, really helps. That's patreon.com forward slash spermcast. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. If you'd like to reach me, hit me up at spermcast at gmail.com or call me at 323-741-1818. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Spermcast. And tune in next week for more of The Insemination. Oh wait, and last thing, please, please, if you haven't already, please go to iTunes and leave me a review. A nice one. And maybe like a five star while you're at it. Okay, love you, bye.